to the book of <coughs> Psalms. And we're going to be looking at Psalm 119 and verse 89. Psalm 119 and verse 89. And it says here, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I want to speak to you by the help of the Lord on the subject, the indispensable word of God. Well, we got to have the word of God. Amen. It is indispensable. We need the word of God. There was a man named Bob Ingersoll. Oh, yeah. You don't know him, but he was an agnostic. Yeah. And uh, he waged quite a campaign during the last century. He's a very outspoken agnostic. He crisscrossed the United States <clears throat> ridiculing the Bible. And as shame to be like that. Yep. <clears throat> One of his books was titled The Mistakes of Moses. <laughs> and in that book, The Mistakes of Moses, he claimed that in 25 years, the Bible would be a forgotten book. You know what? That was almost a hundred years ago. But who knows Bob Ingersoll? He wasted his efforts. Yeah, he did. His book is out of print. And he himself is almost all but forgotten. You see, the Bible outlives its skeptics. And old Bob's one of them. Bob's in hell right now. Shame. Unless God had mercy on him, I don't know about. But as far as I know, according to his own testimony, he died a lost man. What accounts for the Bible's popularity? What accounts for the Bible's longevity? I tell you what it is. The Bible is the living Word of God. Amen. You have a library at your house. You have a number of books. A lot of good things, no doubt, written in those books. But your one book, the Bible, is the one book that is alive. It is the living Word of God. And let me tell you something, folks. When it's you, you should honestly 
respect to the Word of God so much that you treasure it. Like for instance, here's your Bible. That's what this is right here. Holy King James Bible it says here. Here's songbook. Songs. We sing all of our services. You have two books. The Bible. That's your songbook. Folks, you never lay the songbook on top of the Bible. The Bible always goes on top. Amen. The Bible always goes on top. Reverence the Word of God. Respect the Word of God. I see sometimes, I've seen it right here in this auditorium. Some of People right here in this room take the Bible, pitch it. You don't do that. That's, that's God's Word. You finish with it, you lay it down. That to me is disrespectful to pitch the Word of God. Oh, I'm just going to pitch it over on the, on the pew. And it might land on the pew all right. Sometimes I see Bibles that are just banged up, beat up. I tell you what, folks. My house, I've got several Bibles that I have used for years at a time. But you take any Bible that I have used, and you'll find that all of my Bibles, though they've been used, and they... Uh, they, they, they indicate the fact they've been used by looking at the but you not find any bent pages no bent pages in my Bible I encourage you to treat your Bible right if you got a bent page in your Bible straighten it out don't just pitch it around and, and uh, don't care about treat it Treat it like it is the Word of God. Be thankful that you have the Bible. There are people that do not have a Bible. They would, oh, they would wish they could have a Bible. Oh, if they could have a Bible. I've seen people say, I can understand why. Precious book. Precious book. Oh, treat it good. It's God's holy word. You have the privilege to read in it every day. And I encourage you to make it your business that you read in your Bible every day. Don't let a day go by that you haven't read in the Word of God. Read as much of it as, as you possibly can. Now, what accounts for the popularity and the longevity of the Bible? Well, I mentioned to you, it is the living Word of God. It has in it, there are 66 books 
that were written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek by 40 men as diverse as kings, shepherds, doctors, and fishermen. The Bible has a beautiful continuity. Oh me, from Genesis all the way through the book of the Revelation, the Bible has a continuous, unbroken theme from Genesis all the way to the book of the Revelation. More important, the Bible is the only book through which God speaks. If you want to hear from God, pick up your Bible and begin to read. You'd like to know what God wants you to do? You'd like to have God to speak to you? Pick up your Bible and start reading. We all come to times in our life something comes up in our life maybe don't know what to do. What do you do when you come to a place in your life you really don't know what to do? Pick up the Bible. And just start reading somewhere. Oh my. Start reading somewhere. I got a feeling God will begin to speak to you. If you want God to speak to you, you're going to have to get familiar with the Word of God. You're not going to find God talking to you through the funny paper. Pick up the Word of God. <clears throat> More important, the Bible is the only book through which God speaks. He has spoken in various ways in times past. He spoke to us through creation. He's spoken to us through man's conscience. He's spoken to us through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But God has primarily spoken through the written revelation, the inspired Word of God. First thing I want to bring to your attention this morning is the Bible is the inspired Word of God. Now I want to go to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. The Bible is the inspired Word of God. Now, that word inspired, I'm going to tell you what it means in a little bit, and I hope that you'll remember it. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished 
and to all good works. More than 2,600 times in the Old Testament. I noticed my word, my number. More than 2,600 times in the Old Testament and 525 times in the New Testament, the Bible claims to be the Word of God. Remember, the Bible claims to be the Word of God. 2,500 times, 2,600 times in the Old Testament and uh, 525 times in the New Testament. No scripture is uninspired. Amen. What is the Bible? The Bible is God breathed. God breathed. That's what the Bible is. Now, the word inspired, picture in your mind if you can. A flutist breathing into an instrument to produce a sound. So God breathed His message into His writers. You say, well, Paul wrote so much of the New Testament. God breathed it into him. God breathed it into him. That's not just the Apostle Paul. All of the writers are the same way. God breathed his message into his writers, resulting into the inspired Word of God. It's inspired because it is God breathed. So when you're reading the Scriptures, you're reading the inspired Word of God. You're reading the God-breathed Word of God. By the way, greatly respect it. Greatly respect it when you're reading it. This is the God-breathed Word of God. Respect what you're reading there. That's not something that pastor wrote. Not something Laura Collins wrote. It's what God wrote. Pay attention. <clears throat> Honor it. Respect it. Now, the biggest division between Christians is no longer between one denomination and another denomination, but it's between those who accept the Bible as the inspired Word of God and those who don't. You'd be surprised at the people. They have such little respect for the Word of God. It's a shame. The doctrine of inspiration is fundamental to all Christian teaching. 
If the Bible, folks, if the Bible is not inspired, <clears throat> we're wasting our time. Amen. Yep. It is the God-breathed Word that we're paying attention to. I tell you what, make you think twice. You pick up your Bible on Monday morning. You begin to read wherever. But just remember that what you're reading here, this is the God-breathed Word of God. And you have the privilege to have a copy of it in your hand. You have the privilege to have a copy of it carry it with you. You have the privilege to have a copy of it in your home, on your table, on your desk. I remember hearing a song years ago. It was uh, something uh, called Dust on the Bible. What a shame. What a shame. I heard tell that um, preacher coming to visit a home and uh, so the preacher's coming and what they did is they said, here, here, here. The preacher's coming. Wipe the dust off the Bible. Oh, may God help us to keep the dust off of our Bibles. May no dust have any opportunity to settle down on your Bible. Use it enough to where there is no time for dust to settle on your Bible. So the Bible is the inspired Word of God. Secondly, the Bible is the incorruptible Word of God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, we read that we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. God's Word is inerrant forever. Just as the Holy Spirit protected the living Word, the Lord Jesus Christ, while He was living here on this earth, as a baby in Bethlehem, then in Nazareth, and throughout His ministry, So the Holy Spirit has protected the living Word of God. The Holy Spirit protected the Lord Jesus while He was here. The Holy Spirit protects the living Word of God. And that's what that is. The living Word of God. And the Holy Spirit protects it. Well, may God help us be thankful we have it. 
The Bible is the incorruptible Word of God. Then number three, the Bible is the indestructible Word of God. Our text in Psalm 119 and verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. The word settled literally means established, fixed. Though the centuries men have tried to destroy the word of God, what a shame. For instance, Jehoiakim with a pen knife in hand in Jeremiah chapter 36 took Jeremiah's inspired scroll and he mutilated it and cast it into the fire. But you know what? He couldn't destroy God's message. Because we find in Jeremiah 36 verse 28, God had Jeremiah write another scroll containing all the former words. You destroy it, God destroys it up someplace else. You can't get rid of it. Voltaire boasted another century and there will not be a Bible on the earth. But Voltaire's gone. His books, for the most part, are all gone. But the Bible continue on in popularity. Top seller. The Bible is a fortress often attacked, but never failing. It cuts down all pretense. It outlives outloves, outreaches, outranks, outturns all other books. Oh, thank God for the Bible. Thank God for the Bible. The Bible is not going to be put down. The Bible cuts down all pretense. Trust it. Love it. Obey it. Believe it. And eternal life is yours. The Bible is the indestructible Word of God. I would not embarrass anybody. Church member, today have you read the Word of God on your own? If you have to say no to yourself, don't let it happen again. I would instruct. I would encourage you 
to make it your business to be a Bible reader first thing every day. I know that some of you are good, faithful Christians, been so for years, and you get up in the morning and you got this to do and that to do and that to do and something else to do and that to do and that to do. Go here and go there and do this and that. And then you get that, but you you're faithful about reading the scripture. But when does where does the word of God come into your life? You're finding yourself the Bible's coming into your life. Yeah, it comes in every day. But the problem is it's coming in way down the road. In the day. I don't have the time. What you need to do is get up a little bit earlier. Let the Bible be the first thing gets inside you every day. I encourage. Let me tell you something, folks. I'm preaching. It's difficult to get there and try to preach stuff that you don't practice. But I would encourage you to let the first thing that comes into you every day is to be the Word of God. Bible before your breakfast. The Bible before you do anything. But get some Word of God in you. Let God speak to your heart first. So I, I, I need to pray. I know we all need to pray. But let God talk to you before you talk to God. To me, that's, that, that's, that, that's the way I look at it. When I pray, I'm trying to talk to God. But I don't want to talk to God first. I want God to talk to me first. And then after God is talking to me through His Word, then I talk to the Lord. I encourage you to do that. But put the, uh, uh, put the Bible in there and put the Lord, let Him speak to you first thing and get it early in the day early as possible alright let me move on here a little bit the Bible is the indispensable word of God the Bible is not only the indestructible word of God it is the indispensable word of God you can't get along without it you gotta have it Without the Bible, we would know nothing of Bethlehem's major or Calvary's cross. Without this book, the Bible, we would know nothing of God's great plan of salvation. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I think all of us like to have the privilege to be able to lead somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never led anybody to the Lord Jesus Christ, I would encourage you to pray and ask the Lord to prepare you and then use you and actually having the opportunity to sit down with somebody 
and telling them how they're saved. In order to do that, what you need to do, you need to take your Bible, take your Bible, and mark your Bible some way, somehow, so that you've got something that you can look at. That is, if you don't well know it in your brain anyway. But you need to, you need to have it marked in your Bible so that you know what you're doing and actually trying to show somebody how they can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to show them in the Scripture how that they can be saved. But in order to do that, folks, you've got to be familiar with the Word of God. May God help us to be well familiar with the Word of God and be able to know how to tell somebody how that they can be saved. Or it could be somebody that's already saved that has got a problem of some sort. You need to be able to show them something from the Word of God. The only way you can do that is to get familiar with the Word of God yourself. Read it. And the Spirit of God will speak to you and He will equip you and give you something. Um, If you want to be used to the Lord... God will use you, but He only uses you if you've got something to be used. Like for instance, a man that is not a mechanic, he can't repair a car without having experience. He's got to have worked at it. He's got to have raised many a hood and looked at many a motor. He's got to have worked at it. It's the same way if you would like to be able to be used of God in helping somebody, you got to be familiar with the Word of God. And how do you get that way? Reading, reading, and asking the Lord to help you. And you'd be surprised, He'll do it too. Now, the Word of God is indispensable to service. Uh, The first church in the book of Acts received the Word gladly. And when persecution came, they were ready. And they were scattered and they went preaching the Word. They didn't just die out. They were scattered and they went everywhere preaching the Word of God. God promises to bless His Word. Oh, may God help us to be used for His glory in preaching and teaching the Word of God. We're going to close now. 
I said we're going to be going back to the fellowship hall for for lunch, and we'll not pray right now for uh, about the meal. We'll pray after we get back there, and the ladies tell us it's time to eat. And when they do that, they will have prayer and then we'll all eat together. And I hope all of you will be able to stay and eat with us. Let's stand, if you would, please. And we're going to be dismissed. And Brother Raider Burns, will you lead us, please, as we pray? Our most gracious and heavenly Father, thank you so much <coughs> for the preaching that we heard from your word this day. Thank you so much for all who were able to attend. Thank you for traveling mercies. Thank you for those who take care of your house. Thank you for that we have the ability to uh, repair things and replace things that need it <clears throat> when they need it. Thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. And thank you for my wife. Thank you for my life. Thank you for all who teach from your word within these walls, but thank you so, so much for the Lord Jesus who died on the cross so we could spend an eternity with you and him in heaven and in his precious holy name we always pray. Amen. 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 Amen.